What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and let you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'ma play play. On the way. On the way to the big check, you ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets. I am a host, Xavier Millicent here with my co-host Deanna Kent. What's up everybody? And today we have another another special podcast. This is this is gonna be a big one. And this is what uh he's doing he's doing big things. I've been following him for a while. He's always doing great things. He's an author. He has the uh the Culture Vultures book, which I have, which is a, a great book, and I would suggest everybody read that. He also has the Secret to Balling movie, which is an a, a, another hit, which I would suggest everybody <laughs> look into. And uh he's a business owner, entrepreneur, like I said, author and all that good stuff. And it's uh Kiana Griggs, aka the hip hop motivator. Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you. Peace to everybody listening, everybody watching. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's 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 only gonna be the audio, so it's not gonna be you know uh the they're not gonna be able to see like the video and all that. But it's oh, it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So just to get to get right uh right into it, the question that I like asking people in the beginning is so like what got you started on your uh like entrepreneurial entrepreneurial like uh journey? Like what was the start? What's to the that? beginning for you? The beginning, the beginning for me, you know, was um, not being able to get my hair cut every week. You know, my mother's <laughs> money was usually funny. So, you know, I was a dude that I had to have my fade tight. I come from that 90s era where, you know, we had our flat tops and our curly tops. Joe she was in, so I had to try to keep my sexy up. There <laughs> <laughs> was a few times that uh, my mother didn't have the money to give me for a haircut. She didn't have the money. And uh, my aunt overheard her saying that to me again after about three weeks straight. And so my aunt told me to come with her and go shopping, you know, still kind of upset that I wasn't able to get my hair cut again. My aunt pulled up to a place called Service Merchandise right here in L.A., bought me a pair of clippers and uh, actually took me to the barbershop after she bought those clippers and told me the clippers were for me me to keep my hair up in between haircuts because Mm. she believed that every man as well as every woman should have a form of independence when it comes to keeping themselves up. Because she was independent, she was a school teacher that stopped uh, teaching school to go into the daycare business where she actually made way more money than uh, teaching children at a school. So um, she was the she was really kind of the person that kind of gave me that spark to uh, look into independence and look into being more independent as a person. And it started with me learning how to cut my own hair. And then from cutting my own hair, I started cutting everybody around my neighborhood, um, a lot of the children that she had her daycare. And I kept building up my, uh, I call it, I call it more of a, it's a transition of, you know, you go from being an apprentice to the work and to learning how to cut hair and to actually becoming a professional. So there's always an apprentice stage that everyone has to go through to develop their skills. And that's what I was doing. I was giving out free haircuts. My mother hated it because <laughs> my mother felt like I should have been charged because I um, actually had talent in cutting hair from the gate. And um, it didn't take me long to really learn how to do fades and to do designs. And, you know, Linus was on point, sharp, you know, uh, parts and all that stuff. So she felt like I should be charging. 
But mm. in something inside of me was just guiding me to continue to cut hair with without someone handing me anything because I knew I had to develop my skills. And it wasn't really something that I just focused on as being uh, the business that I would go into later on in life because cutting hair wasn't my purpose. You know, I was more into writing and I love reading, but I was more into writing. And that all started with uh, writing a lot of love letters all through the day to girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was cold with it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was. That was my. That was how it all started with the writing thing. Because uh, like throughout throughout the periods, I'd be handing off letters. I had to make them quick. Had to get to the point. Saying what I had to say. Responding mm. back to letters. And <laughs> before the text. Before the text message thing, I was passing out letters. Passing out letters. Doing the rhyming, all that, like a poet or something, or was it just? Yeah, like... yeah I mean. Not, not really rhyming, but you know, it was like I was spit I was spitting a lot of Spend some game. You know, it's that is a young man a young man out there still trying to find himself not knowing what it means to be a man and yeah. I use you know, I use I use my verbal my verbal skills to really mm-hmm. bring things forward. Yeah, get for gab. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I feel so, that. I definitely yeah, feel so that. <laughs> that was my journey, you know what I'm saying? Like like the initial journey and then um, you know, uh what happened was I I had to figure something out because I had a, uh, I was a 19 year old or 18 with a baby on the way. Mm. So what I did is I went to beauty college since I already knew how to cut hair. And that further developed my skills going to cosmetology school. I got my cosmetology license and I uh, worked in a shop, the same shop that later on years later, I eventually owned. I got the shop, ran the shop for over 18 years, had 21 people in there paying me $150 or more a week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I was really in the crunch and I was on the busiest street in LA, which is Crenshaw when it comes to black people. Mm-hmm. So it was just really more of something that had to be done. I had to figure something out to take care of my son. Cause you know, you know, as men, you know, we got a man up regardless of what's going on. So that was, that was really what, you know, put, put forth the energy and the vibration for me to attract clientele was that I was fighting for something. I was moving for something. I was, I was building my clientele to take care of not only myself, but my family. Wow. That, and that, that's super dope. Shout so, out to you. Yeah. So what, 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 uh, what, uh, like what transitions that happens for someone to be like working in a barbershop to eventually them becoming an owner? Like, how does that happen? Well, what happened was, you know, for me, it was like, um, one of those things when I first started, it, it wasn't all sweet when I first started, you know, I didn't have clientele. Um, I moved around a lot growing up. I lived in Tennessee, Cleveland, Ohio, North Carolina, you know, when I was in California, I lived in different cities, Long Beach, L.A., San Bernardino, which is an hour away from Los Angeles. And, you know, so I didn't have like a set of people that I was cutting in high school that could just come through and get haircuts after high school. And so I had to hit the concrete and really pass out cards and flyers and meet people and let them know who I was. But it didn't stick. It still didn't pick up like that because there were other barbers. There was about five other barbers in the shop besides myself at the time. And all of them had clientele. But if a walk-in, somebody, a new customer came in, they weren't the kind of people at the time to pass that customer to me, even if they had someone in the chair. You know, they were sort of doggy dog mm-hmm. in that shop when I first started. And so I had to sit, I sat back and I figured it out. You know, like any entrepreneur has to do when you're trying to make a mark in business in any lane that you're in is that you have to sit back and you have to do your homework. You got to do your research. And my research in the barbershop was paying attention to what time these barbers and these barbers came in the shop, as well as the beauticians, too. And I found out that, you know, doing my own census, that most of them came in, you know, maybe about 11 o'clock every day, you know, sometimes one. 
sometimes not at all. There was no consistent time. So I created a consistent time to be in the shop. And that consistent time was maybe hours, maybe like four hours before they even got to the shop. So I started opening the shop, cutting hair at seven o'clock in the morning. And that happened because the opportunity presented itself that I took when the, the cleaning crew that was cleaning the shop up for the, for the previous owner, um, they stopped coming in and I overheard them talking and I said, you know what? I mean, I could clean the shop and just open up the shop, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm still trying to build my, my clientele up. And he was, he was thinking he had to pay me, but he just said, why well, don't I just give you free roof rent, roof rent for the time, you know, as you clean up Damn. and, you know, you're building your clientele, and I was all game. You know, Boofering at that time was only like 60 bucks or something like that. <laughs> and um, I just went for it. I started cleaning up, opening the shop up at 6.30, 7 o'clock, and I started attracting a lot of uh, business people because, you know, early in the morning is how you get that, that those, those lawyers, mm-hmm. those doctors, you know, those professional people that are mm-hmm. on their way to work or, you know, they, they, got, they got a meeting they got to go to and they got to hurry to get in and get out. So. Right. In building that clientele and, and starting and starting my uh, my movement off like that, and this was after months of being in the shop when I sat this when I was sitting in the shop for hours and not make any money, and so from there I began to make more money than than the barbers within the shop and continuing to grow my business, and uh, you know then again the opportunity presented itself again for me to get the shop because the owner was a uh, he was moving out of town he was you know retiring and and uh, he asked me you know, what I thought about doing it. And here I am here again, and I'm only like 20, 21 years old. And so, you know, I've always been a bold person, but I'm not going to lie. It actually was a little scary to accept that role because I knew that it took, it, it would, it, I would have to implement my own laws and my own rules within the shop. And being 20 years old around other barbers that are like 40, 50 years old, you know, I had to learn how to do it. Yeah. And so I had to man up. Wow. And that's so crazy because, this is this is also something that I realized going to this a barbershop that I used to go to when I used to go really early when I used to go like at six seven in the morning. I think a lot of people don't realize when you go that early, it's a good network opportunity because those are the where the the business people because they don't got time to go other times in the day, so they try to go bright and early. I used to meet like like people that own construction businesses, doctors and stuff, and I'm like, damn, I never know, I never really knew, noticed that before. So I was going bright and early. It's like this is a great network opportunity for real. Which is right, crazy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, how many uh, barbershops do you own, do you own now? Well, no, I, was, I sold the shop. About, okay. It was about like six years ago. About six years ago. Okay. Um, I got out the business, but I'm still I still cut hair private. Okay. You know, I did that for like I said for 18 years, and I felt like the whole time I was cutting hair, you know, obviously it was to take care of myself and my family, and, and to uh, you know, it was a beautiful thing to meet all the people I met over the years because I cut a lot of entertainers. I started working on sets. You know, um, cut people like T.I., Cool J, Flo Rider, Red Man, Method Man, all the Wu-Tang, and, you know, all types of different people. Winston Duke from Black Panther, I've cut all those yeah. guys. And, and, you know, I, I met a lot of wonderful people in the barbershop, but there was another calling within my heart, and that was to write and develop a project called Thinking Ball Out through a company called Hip Hop Motivation. And when I when I came up with the concept to do that, um, I was like 29 years old. I was kind of like at a face at a face to face with a brick wall in business because I I went to the highest level that really you can pretty much go within a barbershop. You know, my my seat stayed full. Shop was cracking. You know, what I'm saying money money up the gig. You know, money galore. You know, doing my thing, blowing money. 
you know, being a young man, having all that type of monthly income coming in, having my own product line, creating passive income. And I just really didn't, I, I just didn't feel like there was any more growth that I could do within that business other than get a little more financial IQ on how to keep the money and flip it and do different things. And, um, what happened was I, um, I was starting, I came up with an idea on this certain day after my 29th birthday, you know, and uh, I was sitting there at my station and I wrote, I was writing like as if the pen was possessed about hip hop motivation, what I planned to do, all this, all these great things. And then uh, I got a call from Method Man from Wu-Tang Clan to cut his hair. On my way to cut his hair, um, I stopped on my crib to get my laptop as well as some other things. And um, I didn't make it inside the crib because somebody came out and shot me six times. Damn. And um, left me for dead, basically, and stood over me, you know, after shoot me, after I fell to the con- fell face first into the concrete, he stood over me, uh, put the gun to my face, click, 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 no more bullets, he ran off, I'm laying there in a, in a hell of gun smoke, uh, cops came up and harassed me, you know what I'm saying, asked me what I do to deserve this, they didn't really try to get me help, but somebody already had called the ambulance, got to the hospital, continued to write and work on uh, Thinking Ball Out. As well, which is an audio book within um, the company Hip Hop Motivation. So this is a this is something that was developed about over over a process of five to ten years. Real talk, you know, there was a lot of times I could have went harder in business, and I probably could have had Hip Hop Motivation cracking a long time ago. But what was happening was I was so successful in barbering that I, there was a comfort zone that came over over me to stay doing that opposed to building something new because of the pain that I felt building clientele beforehand when I was like 19 years old, you know, and that happens to a lot of people. We get comfortable with what we're doing and we never step into our purpose. And I was happy. I've always been a happy person, but I wasn't truly happy until, until like when I I started writing and actually producing things that meant something to me. And it came from my heart. You know, a haircut is one thing, but that wasn't, to me, that wasn't my purpose. That was just something that got me to a level where I met the people I had to meet. And it was the way I made my money at the time to pay my bills. So Hip Hop Motivation was born on that day. I continued on. And as you see, you know, we still going, still moving. Wow. That's a hell of a story. (laughs) That is crazy, man. So so that that experience of getting shot and stuff, a lot, I hear a lot of people say that, that, that have like life near life death experience, you know, they say like that was the mindset shift for me. Was that how it was for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, laying there and not being able to breathe. I got, like I said, I got shot uh, six times. I got hit my liver, my lung all over my body. Uh, But the main thing was I couldn't breathe and breathing is the most important thing that all of us can do. Not your money. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. It ain't what you know. And if you put two plus two and you get the equation, it's about breathing. So, I, I learned how important breathing was laying there on the ground and then how important it is to cherish each day without procrastination and put forth effort towards what it is you desire to do because tomorrow's not promised. Mm. It's not. And, 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 you know, we hear this all the time, but when I was faced with no more tomorrows and actually face to face with that, that's when I knew that I had to become a better person. So I started developing myself. I started developing my skills as a speaker, a writer, I began to read more. I began to listen more, you know, more than speak. And uh, that's what really got me developed and put me on a level to where I was actually able to get, receive information and then then give it back to the culture of hip hop or anyone that wanted to listen. And so, again, that's what we, 
we're doing today with hip hop motivation. That's amazing. Life changing. That's really amazing. Yeah, that is that is amazing. So another question I want to ask is so without you getting too deep into like, you know, because we want people to actually go check out the secrets of balling. What is the secret okay. to balling? Nah, the secret to balling is a movie that I created with no budget. Um what I did was I just asked for favors. A lot of people I knew in the industry, I asked, you know, Snoop Dogg, I asked Chris Brown, you know, and uh, all these different people that have been successful in their lane. If they would give me an interview where I would ask each one of them the same questions, you know, and those questions consist of things like how important is research? What about planning? Did you, what sort what actions did you take to become successful? Did prayer and meditation have something to do with your success? You know, and then, and, and so on and so on. And so um, from these questions, it was interesting that I got similar answers mm-hmm. from different people from different walks of life. And it is true that success leaves clues. And so basically the whole name of the game with the secret of balling, you know, I named it that because I knew that people are more consumed with consumerism. They're more consumed with money than anything else. But the most important thing is to develop yourself. The inner creates the outer. And that's under a law called the law of correspondence under universal law, is that the inner, your outside world is a mirror reflection of your inside world. And so the most important thing that we all can do is develop ourselves and constantly work on becoming a better version of ourselves each and every single day. You know, from exercise, from from reading, from, from, from writing, from planning, from just taking a look at ourselves and seeing what it is that we can actually enhance and that's very important on all three planes of existence which is the spiritual plane the mental plane and the physical plane there's only three planes and so from those three planes you want to develop yourself Man. and take it to the next that's level so dope. <laughs> that's, that's, that's deep that's no that's 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 seriously deep the uh and I, that was another thing i want to ask you about pretty much like the law of attraction i was going to say how important is that to you how much do you think that's helped your success Beautiful. Yeah, that's a great question, man. The beautiful thing is, is that my first project, Thinking Ball Out, uh, that I told you about, that I that I developed and I started writing down the idea the day I got shot, is based around the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And the reason I went for the law of attraction, I mean, at that time it was like, you know, I was reading books like Thinking Grow Rich, which my book Thinking Ball Out is named after. It's one of my one of my favorite books that I read, kind of like opened my eyes to a lot of different things and. You know, I developed, uh, I just focus more on the law of attraction and how we actually attract certain circumstances to ourselves from our predominant thoughts. And so that's a very important law because that is the baby. It's like an infant to the law, the universal law of vibration. Vibration is the law, but the law of attraction is a, is a, is a, is a sub law to the law of, to the law of vibration. The law of attraction is a sub law to the law of attraction. I mean, law of vibration. And so what the law of vibration states is, you know, that everything moves, everything circulates, you know, and it's based on your emotions. It's based on how you feel, you know, feeling is from the heart. And so that's why they tell you don't do anything unless your heart is in it. And if you ever notice any time you've gotten emotional before you did anything, that's where accomplishments started. That's where things started happening for you. Just like anger, you know, anger gets things done, you know, and um, the right type of anger. You know, when you get angry enough to get off your butt and do something about it, and when you care enough to do something about it, because care is the generative principle that is the most important principle based on anything and everything you do. When you care, you'll make a move. You'll do something about it. The people that care 
begin to begin the process of generating energy and generating this vibration that gets things done. And so they become emotional about it. And your emotions connected with your thoughts gives birth to your feelings. Mm. And the feeling always gets the blessing. I like that you said The feeling is how you get the blessing. I really like you pointing it out because it seems like so many people kind of live their lives on autopilot where it's every day, same routine, don't really think about what they're doing and they're just going Absolutely. through the motions. But when you open up that state of consciousness in your mind, you start like really paying attention to each thought and each feeling and emotion. It's truly like a different feeling. Like you see the world through a different set of eyes once you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the name of the game. It's just... It's just... You know, it's, it's, it's a perception universe. There's a perception in the aggregate, which means that all of us connected, you know, there's some real realities and real things that are going on and taking place, you know, but at the same time, our own individual perspective of what we see and controlling our own narrative is the most important, you know, because like the day I got shot, I stopped leaning towards get telling the story based on this guy shot me and he did something bad to me. I started more going into the element that I attracted certain things to myself. Now, mm. we're in partnership with people all day long. You can either be someone's, you can either be under someone's cause that produces an effect, or you can create the cause that produces the effects you want to see. And in that element, I remember that there was a there was a gang, there was a breaking news story that was going on for like a few days before I got shot, and it's kept pumping in my head over and over again about. You know, anybody wearing a white T-shirt was going to get shot because the Mexican mafia, there was the bad drug deal gone wrong between a rival gang. And um, that was pumping on the radio. That was pumping on TV. You know, this was a real thing that was happening in L.A. at the time. And what happened was I allowed that story to impregnate my subconscious mind. Mm. And the subconscious mind is the feminine aspect of every human being. The conscious mind is male, the masculine principle of every human being and or woman. And so what happens is the seed of the thought begins to impregnate your subconscious mind based on what you believe, based on what you imagine. And every single time, she never rejects it. She always gives birth to it. So you have to be very careful and very aware of what you are feeding your subconscious mind. And there's always subliminal programming that's going on all day long. You know, you hear it in the music. You know, right before Mm -hmm. that news story came on on the radio that day I got shot, I remember there was some gangster music on the radio. And then they go into a story about be careful people in white t-shirts are getting shot. And yes, I did have a white t-shirt on that day, but I also had the power to deflect all of that based on putting my mind somewhere it needed to be. I didn't game back. I didn't rob the Mexican mafia. I didn't rob anybody. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't threaten anyone. You know, these are things that we attract to ourselves because I started producing certain thoughts within my mind that put me in partnership with the guy that shot me. So that's I can't powerful. give him all the power. I can't give him all the power. Exactly. And that's what that's what I'm teaching people to do is to take back your power by controlling your narrative. The narrative is the most important. Man, that's 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 so important. And I, I was actually just talking about that recently. Like that mindset, that mindset that you're talking about, that's the complete opposite of a vic- victim mindset. When you take responsibility right, and control for everything, right. you have the power. Right. Like you have, like, that gives you the power a hundred percent because you, you realize from tragedy, from tragedy to triumph. <laughs> try, that's that's yeah. exactly what it is. And that's and that's right, absolutely that's so dope and so important to like to have that mindset. And I feel like a lot of people yeah. they don't realize that or even 
fully understand it. So it was like, yeah, it takes time to develop that. You yeah. know, it, it takes time. You know, because I'm not gonna lie, like initially, you know, when I was in the hospital, I was looking at it that way. I was looking at revenge. I was looking at retaliation, but that wouldn't have did anything for me. You know what I'm saying? That wouldn't have, that would have further pulled me down the rabbit hole of negative thinking and negative vibes. And so I had to get my mind right in order to become right. And so I kept writing, I kept studying, I kept doing what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? At the time, I was messing with two girls in my barbershop. One of them was pregnant. It was filthy. It was sloppy. I was doing bad business. You know what I'm saying? Like messing with girls in my shop, in my business. You know, and you know, on the street, they call that shit where you eat. And so mm-hmm. I just was not moving the right way. And I was messing with other girls outside the shop. And it all came to life and got revealed when I was laying in the hospital bed when all of them showed up down there at the same time. And almost had a fight, you know what I'm saying? So I knew then I had to get my life in order. I knew I knew then I had to live a certain way in order to, to bring forth a certain message and certain types of information that I needed to that I needed people to people to get, so they wouldn't have to wind up and go through a lot of the things I went through to get here. Because yeah. that's like that's a hell of a wake up call, but it seemed like the outcome, the yeah. result of it, is more powerful and bigger than like you could even imagine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. 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 I mean, you know, it's like you either, you know, people people learn from. We all have. We all are teachers, you know, and and you know, we pass our form because death is the one thing that all of us will face. And you know, it's not escaping death. No, it wasn't those so called. Oh, I escaped death. No, that's coming. That's that happens. That's going to happen. You know, you will pass your form, but you got to remember, you know, through all your movement and on your journey. And when you when you're not here anymore, people are either going to learn from you, learn what to do or what not to do based on your own journey. And so that's why we pass down good information and make sure we document it and pass it on to people within the culture, you know, and highlight our people. You know, what I'm saying black people, you know, we've been we've been left left behind and we've been left been left dumb, deaf and blind on purpose. So it's very important for us to deal with each other, give each other great information, you know. Try to be as positive as you can be. You know, you know, a lot of people in the streets, you know, it's, it's a lot of ignorance out here. It's a lot of darkness. But mm-hmm. within that darkness and when you're moving around the world, you know, you got to be the light that they get when they see you. You know what I'm saying? When they see mm-hmm. you, they see that you got some light and you got some information, you know, but you only give it to the people that are willing to listen. You know, you don't force feed them that information. You know, they that's just have true. to see how you will be an example. That's 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 very true. That's that's super true, man. And uh, something. It's another thing I want to ask you about because this is something that I see a lot. A lot of people saying these days, like everywhere I look online, I always see people use the term, "Oh, that's a culture vulture. That's a culture vulture." Nah, and I'm yeah. like, and yeah. and how I see that, I'm like, y'all the one that really started that. Y'all coined that. I ain't heard nobody saying yeah, that. that I I never heard absolutely. nobody saying that until I seen you say it for real. So uh-huh. I want to yeah, ask. Book, yeah. yeah, I want to ask the the man himself. What is a culture vulture? Well, a culture vulture is a is an individual that has a certain mindset to uh, a mindset of a taker. You know, um, they take advantage of people. You know, based on what the person doesn't know. Um, people that will not shine light and shed give give information and enlighten people on what to do and what not to do as far as business goes. There's culture vultures on different and different and different on different levels and different lanes. You have culture vultures in the NBA. You got culture vultures at a barbershop. You got culture vultures in a restaurant. You know, these are the people that just take advantage of people. They take advantage of the mentally dead, the people that don't know a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And so that term, I kept hearing Dame say that 
while we were doing our hip hop motivation videos. And I felt like it was only right to name the book Culture Vultures because originally the book was called Reasonable Clout, which mm-hmm. turned out to be the first section of the book. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ah, that, that name is cool because it's kind of connected to the Jay-Z yeah. ethos and whatever was going on with them at the time. But then I said, you know what? Let's call this book Culture Vultures. And as you saw, like if you read the book mm-hmm. or anyone that's read the book, the book is based on giving information, you know, I turned what me and Dane were doing into a giving tree, into a giving situation that paired lots of fruit. And so that's why I put it in the book, documented it, and we put it down and we did what we had to do, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, to try to enlighten people as much as possible on how to become, how to repel the culture vulture. Mm-hmm. And culture vulture repelling is education. First self-knowledge <laughs> and then educating yourself on the game you're playing. Because if you don't know the game you're playing, you're going to get played. And and that was gonna be my next question. I was gonna say because we all we we know what a culture vulture is in these days. So, Absolutely. how what what is the solution to that? How do you avoid a culture vulture? Well, self education. You know, getting knowledge itself is the most important. You know, learning learning about how this thing works, how this brain works. You know, how your mind works. You know, what I'm saying understanding what really what what universal law is. Understanding universal law principles. There's seven in number. And applying that to yourself and learning how to move, you know, out here in this world, you know, among these culture vultures, because, you know, they're, they're, they're genderless, you know, they're men, they're sometimes they're men, sometimes they're women, you know, it's not race, sometimes they're black, sometimes they're white, sometimes they're Jewish, sometimes they're Asian, you know, there's different levels and different types of people that are culture vultures. So the most important thing, just like moving around the world with all types of murderers and, and thieves and stuff is to be aware of your surroundings. Right. So awareness is key. So the more you educate yourself, the more you look into things without taking someone's word for it, the less and less you will begin to get played. It's like going to church all day and you hear the preacher saying the same thing over and over and over and over, over again since you was a little kid and you never question it and you never look into it. That means at that point, that minister and whoever you get that information from becomes your God. Whoever pays you becomes your God, you know. So it's very important to to cut the umbilical cord of of uh, disaster that lead that which which leads to eventually because if that person can control your heaven, they for damn sure can control mm-hmm. your hell. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to have an independent mindset and to add to yourself, learn, study, research as much as humanly possible, you know. And if you're not willing to do that. That's not really your purpose, and it's not really what you want to do. Exactly. You know, people make excuses all day long why they can't do something. But here again, the generative principle of everything is care. Once you care, you'll do it. If you don't care, you won't do it. And that's very important. It's like the love and like element. You know, Mm. people say love is more important than like, but I I beg the difference. Being liked is more important than being loved because. There's people that you love, but you don't really like. So what happens? You don't go around. You don't mess with them. You don't hang <laughs> yeah. with them. When you like someone, you want to be around them. Very and true. the liking element is very important. And if you ever notice any relationship, either one of you have ever been, if, if you have been in other relationships, once the liking element leaves the relationship, the relationship is over. It's over. No matter how, no matter how like, much you love them. Love is, love is, love is, you know, it's going to be there. That, that mm. may be there. I'm saying, but real love is a, is a mother's love with a child. The child don't have to be a certain way for the mother to love it. You know what I'm saying? The, love, the child can have Down syndrome. The child doesn't have money. The child don't have a job. The mother still loves it. Our mothers loved us. Or whoever your caregiver was. That's real love. So the name of the game is to create the liking element through personal magnetism. And I recommend a book by Theron Dumont called Personal Magnetism. 
to up your game on how to really move around and connect with people and become a better person overall personality wise you know because it's it's very important that we learn how to get along with people and learn how to talk to people and respect each other's space and time and and, and be on time and, and take things serious when it comes to other people's uh time and whatever they're doing mm. besides ourselves besides yeah yeah and that's those are I think those are very important tools into branding as well. Like being yeah. being being a being a man of your word, a woman of your word or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's your brand, man. Yeah. That's your brand, man. Yeah, that's that's like um not to cut you off, but that's yeah. like something that I learned a long time ago in the barbering game is that, you know, I started putting it on my business cards, consistent barber up under my name, say Kenyatta mm. Griggs. And up under my name, it said Consistent Barber. And it's funny that some of my people still have those cards. I haven't seen those cards in probably <laughs> 10 years. And uh, one of my guys showed me one day. I was like, damn, that's crazy that I put that down. And I really didn't understand the paradigm of being consistent. I just knew that I was doing it a certain way. I opened up at a certain time and I left at a certain time. And that built security between myself and my clientele, as well as any new customer I, I gained from being consistent on that level. It wasn't. It was deeper than the haircut. It was deeper than who I was. It was about the security of knowing that when you go to the spot, the guy's going to be there and he's going to be open. It's like how many times you went to a restaurant and it was supposed to be open and, and it wasn't open or, or your shoe store or whatever. And you're like, damn, they ain't open today. It's Friday. <laughs> what happened? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without warning. And this happens constantly. Or even, you know, people that have barbers and beauticians and you go to get your hair done and she's late for the appointment mm-hmm. or he's late. You know, and it's, it's, you know, that stuff, that stuff is not, that's not the way you do business. You know, so I had to learn how to do business, man. You know, and it took it took a little minute, mm. but I got it because you know I pay attention. You know, what I'm saying I, I do more listening than talking when it comes to the element and wherever I'm around, whoever I'm, I'm around. So I started listening and watching and paying attention to the things that were going on around me with other barbers and beauticians, yeah. and I knew I had to do different. Okay, and do, do you think being a great businessman, great businesswoman, is something that's just you could be born like like just being a leader, great business, or it's something that can be taught. Uh, as I, I don't believe in being born to do anything because when we're born, we're born naked, and we we're ignorant to the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that everything that we get is something that was put within us. You know, and usually it starts with our caregivers, our mother, or father, or whoever raised us. You know, saying so it could be a foster parent. It's it's based on what is added to that person as they begin to develop. And then once you go through your teenage years, you begin to continuously develop yourself and your skills as a businesswoman or a businessman. That's how you get it. You know, you get it from experience and you get it also from doing your own research. Education is key. I'm not talking about college education. I'm talking about the education that takes you beyond school Mm -hmm. because they teach you to be an employee usually with schools. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about learning how to be a true independent entrepreneur Mm -hmm. is something that you have to do on your own. You got to go by the book. You have to build your own library. And if your library ain't built and you're saying you want to do all these different things, you're not really true to the game because here again, the generative principle is caring. If you care, you'll buy the book. If you care, you'll take the classes. If you care, you listen to the OGs that came before you. If you care, you put in the time and you'll burn the midnight oil (laughs) to develop yourself and get yourself on a level to the level that you really want to be at you know and it's not about being it's about becoming it's about it's about being it's not about becoming it's about being you have to actually know it and believe in yourself and believe in your abilities right now in the now in order to have see you know the, the distance between what you desire 
you what what you desire, what you want, is based on what's going on with you in the now. You have to be it to have it. You can't say I'm gonna become that or I will have that. No, you have to be it. You have to know it's within you. You have to feel it. You have to give it to yourself. You have to plant that seed into your subconscious mind and know that it's available for you. It's here for you, and all that's done by looking and taking taking a real look into the now. It's not about tomorrow. It's about now. Who are you now? What do you believe in? What is it you really want to do? There's only two things that really matter. is what you want, where you want to go, and do you believe you can get there? Mm. Man, that's, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, where this. you want to go, and do you believe you can get there? Man, you, you, saying, hey. you saying some powerful stuff. And I agree 100%, but I want to play devil's advocate because I know a lot of people... They gonna, you know, a lot of people hear stuff like that and they like, what? I ain't got nothing. I'm broke. I ain't got a hundred dollars. How I'm supposed to act like I'm, I got it or I'm doing this and that. What is your response to the people that think like that? Well, in scripture, it says, let the weak say I am strong, you know, so it's based on your own, your own belief. It's always going to be based on your own belief in yourself. I can't, I can't tell you what to believe or what not to believe. It's just, if you don't believe in yourself, Nothing will really happen for you until you do believe in yourself, you know, because the name of the game is faith. And what is faith? That is believing in something that is unseen mm-hmm. as if it was seen. Mm. You know, it tells you it tells you a scripture and scripture cannot be broken. You can get that in the Quran. You can get that in the Holy Bible. You can get that in the Gnostic scriptures. Mm. Faith is the name of the game. Faith in your own abilities. Faith in faith in seeing. You have to see yourself having, being and doing what it is that you want to achieve. Through the faculties of your mind, which is called imagination, which is the real nation. Imagination mm-hmm. is the key. If you can visualize yourself, you can see yourself doing and having these different things. It's done. Mm-hmm. I will be done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On earth as it was in heaven. And the heaven is the imagination. Yeah. That's why they tell you that scripture on earth as it is in heaven. The heaven is the imagination. What you visualize, what you see yourself doing and having. And then it's on earth. It's taking place. Even when you so-called don't see it yet. Even after you wake up from the imagination. Even when you wake up from the dream. And you don't see these things. It's already done. Because you got to remember here again. What I say the subconscious mind one was. She's the woman. She's feminine. That's the feminine aspect of each human being. Right? And that feminine aspect. Being pregnant. Is going through the trimesters of development. See, you're developing always getting ready for what it is you desire. And how we abort the seed that we desire is through disbelief. You you can abort the seed through disbelief. But if you continue to believe, manifestation takes place, which is birth. Right. A birth always happens after the seed is planted in the subconscious mind. Damn. That's, man, <laughs> this, 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 this is crazy because it's like, it's super, it's, 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 so it's simple, but it's so powerful. Like it's it's so it's so powerful. Like what you're saying, because it's so true. And I and I feel like that's not even that's not the same as faking it till you making it, because that's that got nothing to do with faking it to me. Well, well, the word fake is it has a negative connotation, like it's, the word selfish. But yeah. you know, it is the same thing because you know you have to actually become what it is you want to achieve. Right, you have right, to right. be what you want. You know, you can't. You have to be it in the now. You know, if you say, I want to be this certain type of rapper or this certain type of person, you have to become that. 
it has to be in your mind first. It has to be a seed that's planted within yourself. And it's based on to the degree that you believe, to the degree that you receive. Yeah. And that's the way it works. It's all based on degrees. Everything in the universe is separate in degrees. And that's why I said again, to learn universal law principles, that's when you really start understanding what's real and what's fake. And that's under the law of polarity, which is a universal law as well. And the first line of the law of polarity is that all truths are but half truths. Mm. Every truth is but a half truth. And and, and go go into that, like the meaning of that line. Well, everything everything in the world holds polarity. Mm-hmm. Light and dark, hot and cold, good and bad, good and, bad, yeah. good and evil, you know, God, devil, you know, <laughs> the, we are our own devils, we are also our yeah. own gods, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, you know, we can, we can, we can hail in heaven our, our states of mind, yep. states of consciousness, you know, everything holds polarity, nothing in the universe works without polarity, your car would, would not work without the polarity of the masculine and feminine wires touching the battery. You know, you've seen that with the black wire and the red wire. You have a left brain and a right brain. You know what I'm saying? The logic the logic centers of yourself is the masculine principle. And the creative aspect of yourself and the intuitive aspect is the feminine principle. And inside of your inside of your your, your temple, which is the body, that is the real household, the real relationship that each and every person has to develop before they even really start trying to go into a real relationship with another human being. Because in those relationships, like you with your lady right here, it's really only meant for you to see yourself. It's not meant for you to do anything other than to see yourself, who you are, what you desire, who she is, what she desires, who she's, who she has become. That's really for you to take a look and to get the lesson on becoming better and improving yourself and seeing yourself on a regular basis. And this is in all of our relationships, our friendships, our, our family relationships really just looking at yourself because again the outside world is a reflection of the inside world and that's under the law of correspondence that's another law you know the seven laws the seven, and, law. the seven laws under the universal principles you got to get to those and the best way to get to those is get a book called the Kabbalion by the three initiates mm-hmm. um it really breaks down those laws very uh, very smooth you know what I'm saying you can go online listen to some stuff online but Get that book called The Kabbalion, K Y B A L I O N. Can you spell it again? And that's by K K Y B A L I O N, and that's by the Three Initiates. Okay. The three, the three initiates, and that's called The Kabbalion. That breaks down universal law principles very well. As, um, and you know, that's that's our stuff. You know, and I, I know they put sometimes they put a white face on it and make you think, oh, it's Greek, but you gotta remember, you know. The Egyptians, we was before all that, now the land right. ancient kill. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? About 30,000 years before Jesus was a guy named Tahuti who created natural law. You know what I'm saying? That that was that was the Jesus mythos, uh, which was under... The Jesus mythos comes from a guy, uh, an aspect called Heru, and his mother's Isis. Isis. Like Mary, yeah. Mary and Jesus. Yeah. And their, his father was Osiris, which in, in scripture is Joseph. You mm. know, so... It's just, you know, the principles is just to be learned and be studied and to be talked about and applied to your life as you walk around in your world, you know what I'm saying, everywhere. You know, these principles are unbreakable, by the way. The first three principles, at least. Mentalism, correspondence, and vibration are the first three principles. After you have those three principles, you have a principle called the law of polarity, which I just spoke about. Then you have the law of rhythm. The ups match the downs. The downs match the ups. The pendulum is forever swinging in everything we do. 
this time you didn't have money. Yeah. This time you was, you know, as you breathe in, so shall you breathe out. That's the law of rhythm, which is also connected to the law of polarity. That after you have the law of rhythm, you have a law called, called cause and effect. Every effect has its cause, and every cause produces an effect. And that principle, like all the principles, is important, but that's the principle I was talking about when I said that I just changed the narrative. You know, you can't create within the effect. You have to create a new cause to produce a new effect. So, for instance, if you say to yourself, yo, I want to get in shape, I want to look a certain way, I want to do a certain, I want to eat a certain way, you have to just produce and come up with a new cause that will produce the effects you want to see starting now. Then after the law of cause and effect, you have a, the seventh law, which is the law of mental gender. And then under mental gender, it states that the masculine feminine principle is in everything. Even inanimate objects have the masculine and feminine principle because nothing in the world will exist without masculine and feminine. Mm. Nothing will be born without the masculine and feminine concept principle. Everybody you see came from man and woman man coming and woman. together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even 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 a clone has to have the masculine and feminine principle within themselves in order to exist, or it will shut down. Sure. There has to be balance. There has to be right brain, left brain, masculine, feminine. And so these principles and these laws, once you get into them, through mm-hmm. that book I told you about called the Kabbalion, what happens is your world begins to open up. You begin to see things a lot different. You begin to also, in some aspects, not take things so serious. You know what I'm saying? Not take yourself so serious. You begin to play with these laws, you know, like the law of polarity, all truths but have truths. When you really think about that law and what, what it's saying is, is there really room to argue with anyone? Is there really room to argue with anyone's opinion? Is there really room to debate someone based on their opinion? Sure you can, but at the same time, all truths but have truths. That means that everything holds polarity. There's another side to everything. Sure, you can say this is good, but there's another side to it. There's always another side to what it is you want. Mm, that's it's always another side. You're not gonna get rid of you're not gonna get rid of gang violence. It's gonna be there. You're not gonna get rid of all the good people. It's gonna be there. You're gonna have dark and light, hot and cold. Right. Hot and cold are just different degrees of the same thing. Cold <laughs> is the absence of heat, and heat is the absence of cold. And everything matters and differs in a matter of degrees. That's called the dynamic thermometer. That's what I call it. Everything differs in a matter of degrees. When someone tells you they love you, what degree of love? Begin to ask that. What degree of love is this person showing me? <laughs> Seriously. What if, what if I mess up? What if I mess up? If I if I if I have if I have my own addiction issues, what if I mess up? Will you leave me alone. Bitch. What degree of love? What degree of hate? When someone hates you, what degree of hate? And someone can't someone can't hate you unless they actually love, love you. you. That's yeah. yeah. It's hard to. It's, how can you? How can you? Because they're they're the, they're a polarity of the same thing, and that's why. A love going bad turns into hate. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's, 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 that's why just the that's opposite. That's why you can get hot as a mother when you when you get to breaking the law when it comes to dealing with a young lady. And that's called a transgression. Transgressions are, are any forms of theft. And what theft and what that and what a transgression is mm-hmm. is if I lie to you, I have taken away your right to make a decision if you want to deal with me or not based on me having a rotation of different women. Whatever I got going on, if I if if a person rapes someone, they have taken that person's right to hold their body temple the way they want to hold it. That's a form of theft. If I shoot you, I have taken your ability to feel good within your body temple. If I kill you, I have taken your life. And all those forms of theft 
when you begin to get into natural law, it begins to open your mind up to respecting each person and looking at the sovereignty of each human being, which we really are. We all are sovereign beings. I have no right to put my hands on you unless I'm protecting myself from you. Mm. I have no right to take anything from you. I have no right to hurt you. No one has a right to do any of those things to you. You have a right to protect yourself because all rights are property rights. But what happens is we begin to look too much outside of ourselves at real estate, money, and things. And and really, all these things come from ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, real, real estate, the real estate is you. The sovereign is you. You have to begin to look at yourself and treat yourself in this manner and do good business with yourself first. That's why the art, there's an art to being selfish. You add to yourself. You begin to fill yourself up enough to where you're able to become selfless. You can't give someone something you're not giving yourself. If I don't love myself, it's hard for me. How can I love you if I don't love myself? How can I like you if I don't like myself? I can't give you something I'm not giving myself. And that's why it's very important, especially for people in relationships, even on the solo tip, to fill themselves up continuously with great information. You know what I'm saying? Work out, add to yourself daily, become a better person on different levels. Those three different levels I told you about, the spiritual, mental, and physical plane of existence, become better and greater and add to yourself constantly, daily, as much as you can. Because when you can do that, you fill up the account, the self-account. Because it's like someone coming to you saying, hey, man, can I borrow? I need to borrow like 500. How can I give you $500 if I don't have the money? Right. I have to have already in my account, and I have to have enough money to where my bills are getting taken care of because I can't take away from what I'm doing to give that to you so you can go to the mall. I have to be able to be, I have to be in a position to loan you the money. And that's what being selfish is because that work is a bad connotation because there's an enlightened selfishness and there's an unenlightened selfishness. The enlightened selfishness is when you just fill yourself up to become a better giver. And you can't give, again, you can't give someone something you're not giving yourself. So the best people that in this world that turn into great selfless people are the people that give to themselves first. And that's very important that you give yourself what you need. She don't have to give you love. Love yourself. Right. He don't have to give you love. Love yourself. Give yourself everything you need to where the person you're dealing with it doesn't put so much weight on their shoulders where they have to be a certain type of way for you to be happy. Because again, if a person can control your heaven, they for damn sure can control mm. your hell and you don't want to give any human being that much power. Mm. You got to control your own narrative. The God is within you. Stop, stop giving, giving God, stop making everything outside of yourself God. That's the name of the Ooh, name. having that control over you. That's my favorite statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll be trying that's to tell people. You gotta find it in yourself first. Yeah, yeah. When you go Probably looking you. outside. Yeah, yeah, guys. Yep, yep. And yeah, that's a- why. That's why I said. That's why it's important, man. Like even when you watch movies like Star Wars, uh, Return of the Jedi. You know, there's a scene in there where Yoda tells Luke Skywalker to go into the cave. You know, all these are metaphysical, subliminal. These are metaphysical. Meta, these are metaphors being played out in consciousness. He tells him to go in the cave. And Luke Skywalker says, what am I to do in that cave? What am, what am I to see in that cave? Whatever you take in there, what am I, to, what am I, what am I looking for? Whatever you take in there with yourself. You got to go into yourself. You have to learn yourself in order to get better. You have to train yourself to stay silent. Mm. That's why meditation is important. Mm. Like I meditate, I don't even make a move unless I meditate. I wake up early enough. If I got to be somewhere, if I got to get up by 7, I need a good 30 minutes before that so I can sit still, meditate, meditate. relax, Breathe. To myself. 
breathe deep. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I learned that element when I was laying on the ground, ground and I couldn't breathe the way I wanted to breathe, the way I normally breathe. But it was such a peaceful thing to concentrate on the breath, and that brought me back around to where even the pain was uh, the, the the feeling of the pain that I was going through was actually being decreased based on me concentrating on my breathing. Mm, man, and I and I and something I heard was I heard somebody say this recently. They was like, if you could control your breathing. You can control your life. It's just it's discipline. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so. breathing is the most important. There's nothing. There's nothing above breathing. Right. <laughs> if you can't breathe, you can't think clear. Mm. You know, you're not gonna be. You're not gonna have the clarity that you need to think. And that's why it's very important to take as deep breath. Take the deepest breaths you can throughout your day, all day. Do it as much as you can. Just breathe in, breathe deep, and that's why anytime you're upset, that's why they tell you to breathe. Don't relax. A lot of people do this, but they don't apply this throughout. Even when you're happy, breathe when you're happy. Breathe when you're sad. Just take a, take time to breathe and sit still. That's why it tells you again in Scripture: Be still and know that I'm thy God. And that thy God is within yourself. Within yourself, it's not outside yourself. It's within yourself. Mm, and so many. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, I feel like so many people they ignore that part. They know Scripture, but they get away. Yeah. They they get away, they run away from them parts of it. Well, everywhere you see Jesus, just put yourself. Everywhere you see Job, put yourself. You know, it's not really for you to praise these these avatars and these people because right. you know, if if you're really thorough enough, you can praise Mickey Mouse, and Mickey Mouse can bring forth the healing element because you planted that in your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really believe whatever you believe, you know that plants the seed, and then that seed, what it, it germinates. It, it, it incubates and then it gives birth to it, which is called manifestation. It's always going to bring forth a birth, whatever you believe. And if you believe it with feeling, oh man, to the degree of your feeling and the degree of your emotion, that's how you bring things forth. Mm-hmm. That's really how you bring things forth when you get in tune with your emotions and your thoughts being connected that produce your feelings. Yeah. And, and, and I think, and that's why they say, I've always heard, like, if you if someone's telling you a story that's like a sad story, don't try to get too sad Feel that, bring on that feeling of sadness yourself because you'll manifest that into your life. <laughs> right, but it's funny that you said that because that means when you get that book, The Cabalion, you're really going to love the law of rhythm. And the law of rhythm, what I say, the ups match the downs and the downs match the ups. And the rhythm compensates, meaning that what you put in is what you get out. And that mm. is a universal law. <laughs> Understand what I'm saying? That's not man-made. Right. That's a universal law. What you put in is what you get out. That's why they tell you in working out, no pain, no gain. Everything is based on the generative process principle of care. Hear this. If you stand above the pendulum swing and you look at the ups like the downs and the downs like the ups, let's take it like this. Go to a park. Have you ever been to a park and you push your little niece and nephew or your child and you have children and you're pushing them in the swing? As hard as you push them forward is as hard as they come Come back. back. Now, understand, let someone push that child on the swing. Now stand on top of the pole and look at both swings as one and the same. That's how you're supposed to treat the ups in your life. You're supposed to treat them like the downs and the downs like the ups. Don't get too excited when things are going good. Don't get so depressed when things are going bad. Treat both of them as one and the same. And that breaks down the principle of what they said in Scripture, that Jesus walked on water. It It wasn't a physical water walking. What happened was he was above the ebb and flow of life. He was above the waves. He was above he was above the, the cracking of the waves. He was above it all. He didn't get emotional with either one. He kept he kept focused and kept everything in a neutral balance 
and he treated the ups like the downs and the downs like the ups. And that's all it is. And so when you begin to understand that principle, you begin to go into things where you don't get so turned up and turned down when things are not going the way you want them to go, or even when they are going that right. way. You know, man. You begin to understand. That's, yeah. that's, man, that's, that's deep. Like, that's, that's deep for real. And, and something yeah. like, so what does it, like, what do you think it takes? Cause like, it's a saying that like, uh, for, they say for a child, they say, if he don't, if he don't hear, he's going to feel. So you do, do you feel like it's necessary for you to experience things for you to come to this understanding or can you avoid all, all the feeling and actually, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and get to this point. That's a great question, man. Um, I've never been asked that question, but like if you look at it, you know, everything, even what you're saying is a polarity, it's a polarity of answers. You know, experiences is just as good as learning from someone else's, else's experience. Mm -hmm. You know, both of them are great. You know, if you can learn how to not burn your food by reading, reading the directions in a cookbook, that's just as good as experiencing it, just burning your food up first. You know, so it works one and the same. Like both are good. You know, it's just about how you receive it and how you get these things. And are you willing to really get the information, you know, and then it's just like with our mothers and fathers, when we were children, you know, a parent can tell you all day long what to do and what not to do. But kids base everything on what they see, not on yeah, what they hear. Exactly. You know, it goes in one ear and out the other. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me to not drink. And I'm seeing you drinking, smoking and doing all types of stuff. How you going to tell me to do something you ain't and you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's like. That's why you have to live it, you know what I'm saying? You have to be, you know what I'm saying? And, and you have to stand for something. And so it's very important that we understand that there's a polarity to learning like anything else. You know, you're going to learn from experience, which is a beautiful thing. You can also educate yourself, and that's also a beautiful thing, where you don't have to get shot to come forth to where I came. Mm. You can actually go take the time and put in the time and care enough about yourself to fill yourself up on a daily basis on all three planes of existence. Mm, yep. Yep. And I, I feel this is like really what they what, 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 what they mean when they say a knowledge of self. When you understand all Absolutely. this, that's pretty much Absolutely. understanding yourself. And if you understand yourself, yeah. you understand everything else. You know yeah. every other yeah. realm. Yeah. yeah. You in the video you in the video game with one man. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. You in the video game with one man. It's best to understand your abilities and, and what it is that your your weaknesses as well as your strengths mm. and turn those weaknesses into strengths, you know, because even even a weakness has a polarity of strength behind it. And even a strength has a polarity yeah, of weakness. weakness. Think about it. Yeah. You know, you can you can be you can be bold, but there's 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 something else there as, as well, you know what I'm saying? Like even with a guy like Dame Dash, like when you see me doing the interviews, he's saying one thing, but there's another side to it. Mm -hmm. You know, everything holds polarity. All truths are but half truths. That's why most of the time you see me sitting there, I don't be saying nothing. Yeah. You know, but here, 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 you sitting with me right now. You talking to me. You like, damn, you didn't say this on the video. <laughs> you don't have to. All truths, because all truths are but half truths. Yeah. It may work for him, but what works for him may not work for you, and and what works for him may work for you. You know, but it's based on the individual and how you look at things. It's what based on your own individual belief. Absolutely, man. That's that's crazy. Like that, that's like this. This probably this is probably my favorite episode, man. It's like deep. It's like it's a lot of understanding. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's definitely. That's all good, man. I have a question uh, for you. Dope. Pretty simple though, but um, yeah. I kind of feel like the way a lot of us are raised. I don't want to say it's to be 
kind of closed-minded to um different beliefs and different perspectives things especially like when it comes to religion and hearing you talk like you got such an amazing like understanding of life and the different laws of the universe and all these different perspectives what advice would you give to someone to open themselves up to that when you know like many of us they've been raised to be so shut up or closed-minded to a lot of different beliefs especially in the black community yeah, well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that because the number one thing is to question everything. Begin to question everything. Question what you were taught as a child, you know, because our mothers and fathers did the best they could, or whoever our caregivers were. They did the best they could, mm-hmm. you know, with the information that they were given, you know. But there comes a time in everyone's life where they have a choice to break the chain of dysfunction, whatever that dysfunction is. You know, everybody, there's no perfect parent. They're mm-hmm. just parents. You know, there's a polarity of parents I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, because input leads to output, understanding that first, that input leads to output, okay? And so when you begin to add to yourself, it's similar to a computer system, you know, where the operating system is what we, what we did, what we was given as children on how to move around the world and how to be in the hood and do all these different things, you know, we was given all this different software from the things our parents believed. But there comes a time where we have to update that operating system, mm-hmm. you know, like most of us, you know, because your parent might not have knew how to keep money or, or she didn't know anything about finance or he didn't know anything about what it took to run a business. Right. And that's when it's time to update your programs. And so, again, education is key. And that's really how you update yourself by looking into things, you know, question everything that was told to you. Begin to question things because questioning opens up opens up the energy and the ethers for a better understanding for answers. You begin to get answers when you begin to knock. You know, as they tell you again, they tell you in scripture, as you knock, it shall be answered. But we're just not questioning things enough. We're just taking people's word for it. And that's why I always give up bibliography whenever I speak. You know, go look at the Kabbalion for yourself because you may come with a different understanding of, of the information I'm telling you. Mm. You know, so it's ba- it's based on the person. It's based on the individual. Mm. Question everything. Question That's me. how you come forth. If you're in church and the preacher says something that sounds great and it sounds cute and it sounds normal, you know, and it's something you've been hearing. That's a form of masturbation. And masturbation is a seed that goes nowhere. And the whole principle is to feed our subconscious mind with new information that brings us forward and makes us greater and better people to be able to circulate the same information we receive back out to whoever's around us in our cipher. Yeah, that's cold. And that's, that also goes to like the other, the saying I hear is, uh, they say a statement closes the mind, a question opens it. So that, Absolutely. Yeah, that's that, what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every problem holds a solution. Every solution before it had its own problem. So everything is polarity. Everything in the universe. And that's why it's very important that you get that book on universal law. They call it, some people call it natural law. Um, I call it universal law. You call it universal principle because the word principle means comes from the word principia, means which means chief, aim, chief, and necessary. That's what the word principia means, which is the word how you got the word principle. And so you start looking at the etymology of certain words. You start going deeper into things. You know, I mean, it's a constant. It's like your journey is about study. It's about understanding. It's about paying attention. You don't even have to be able to read a book. Just pay attention to the people around you. Begin to become a listener. Do more listening than speaking. You know, when you when you listen, you get you learn, and when you talk, you teach. 
you know, so you get answers that you need when you just pay attention and you observe things. And that's how a lot of us learn as children. We observe our parents. We observe, you know, how, you know, we do we say certain things, how we do certain things, what not to do. And that's what actually moved us forward. And while we're sitting here right now, even conducting this interview. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And another question. <laughs> no, one, no one had to teach you. <laughs> no one had to teach you. You've observed and, and, and saw some things for yourself and you got the information you need. That's dope. And um, you said earlier that you meditate before you pretty much like do anything or make any decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I always had like the practice of meditating in the morning and night, but how is it more beneficial to want to meditate before doing like, you know, any decisions like you said, or the way you do? Well, meditation is, is, is the, is the, is connection to the source of energy that you need to move forward in anything. You know, that's one of the most important things that any individual can do because you're stilling the mind, you're sitting still, you're, you're actually getting in tune with the breathing. You know, real meditation is based on concentrating on the breathing and then turning within, learning how to turn within. You can do it, it's good to do it before you go to sleep at night, it's good to do it when you're waking up because you're already in a laying state, you're, you're chilling, you're relaxed. And that's why I just developed a ritual to do it every morning as well as at night, is that, you know, especially at night because, you know, what you take to sleep with you at night, you give birth to in the morning that's why i say don't go to sleep angry that's why you have to there you have to be very careful how you prepare for sleep you know watching certain things you know you sit up watching belly and all this violent stuff <laughs> and listening to 50 cent going to sleep that's not gonna that's gonna poison you that's gonna add toxins to you or watching porn and all that crazy stuff you know what i'm saying and, and not that these things are not beneficial for some people but at the same time be careful what you add into your water you know what I'm saying? Because the brain is 80% water. And our bodies, you know, the younger we are, we, we start off at 90% and then we begin to get to about, I think, like 70% water. And water is the number one transmitter of energy and information. You know, you have a guy like, uh, called, uh, this guy called Emoto who just passed away. He used to write certain words on bottles of water. And then look at, look at these bottles of water with these certain tags on the water under a certain microscope and they would produce certain crystals mm. and when he would put certain evil stupid words on there like evil and bad and the water still looked to the naked eye it still looks like water but when you look at it under this certain microscope it produces the effects of what word you put on the water and so if water does that and the brain is 80 percent water you have to be careful what you say to yourself you have to be careful to those be careful with those self-talks be careful with anger be careful with being around people that don't respect you enough to not poison you with negative energy. You know, you have to get away from people sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you got to have your red flags. You got to be like, you got to charge people to the game and get back on you. You know what I'm saying? You're like, look, this is not beneficial for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn if you got kids by the person. I don't care if you're married. Listen, you are not, you have to let a person know, listen, I'm not going to tolerate you treating like this i'm not gonna tolerate you doing this to me because i plan to live a certain life and my life is more important than being in a relationship with you who i am is more important than being in a relationship. you have to let that be known i know a lot of people like to commit the cute romanticism stuff where oh i'll just sacrifice nah don't sacrifice you sacrifice yourself for no one mm-hmm. add to yourself become a better version of yourself you know what I'm saying if they don't understand it guess what they they, they either gonna get understanding or they're gonna get out the way Plain and simple. You know, you got to be fierce and you got to care enough about yourself not to fall into the trap where you're not putting the focus and the time into yourself to develop yourself. 
that's very important. You know what I'm saying? It's very important yeah. that you do that. <laughs> man, yo, you got you got you got game and gyms for days. For days, man. Yeah. And I'm just speaking on I'm just I'm just speaking on what I've applied. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not up here just trying to talk just I'm not I'm not talking because I just want to hear myself talk. Right. I've actually applied these things and they work for me. I can't really speak on things that didn't work for me or, or things I haven't done. You know, these are things I've done for myself and you know, I'm in love with the process. I'm in love with the journey. You know, because I care first, for, for first and foremost, I care enough about it to make changes. You know, and and that's where it all stems from. Mm, Caring, and that's so interesting. You said you're in love with the journey because I I believe in order to be successful to where you want to be, you have to be in love with the journey just as much as you love the end result of winning. That feeling you get from that joy, whatever you you got. If your joy is to get a million dollars and you get that million, you feel like man, I'm on top of the world. I feel like you got to feel that same way when you're going through the journey, too. Do you agree yeah, with that? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like anybody says, you know, it's like if the money makes you happy and, and that's what you, you're after and, and you get that money, what you soon find out is that, you know, it's temporary. You know, the, the name of the game is to have happiness within yourself on a regular basis. And all those things will be added to you regardless. You know, that's why I tell you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That's because the kingdom of God within yourself, your heaven is through your imagination. Mm. It's through your, it's through your development. It's through adding to yourself. It's through keeping yourself conscious and aware of all these things going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, sure, you can get money. Sure. Black people's talking about getting reparations and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And you know, you've been seeing all these politicians that's running for presidency within the next year or so. Oh, we're going to get black people reparations. But let me ask you a question. Reparations is almost a little disrespectful to what's been done to black people here in America. Mm. I mean, and, and, and if you don't have, I don't know about you and, and your lady here, if you don't have, if you say you have a child, if someone molested that child, could they give you a million dollars and it just erases everything? No. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. They're going to reap, they're going to still reap what they sow. They just been, they just been putting people under a spell through television, radio, music, music. TV, all these things. That's why they've got people under a spell and they think they're safe. No, you're not safe because everything is under the law of the pendulum swing. What you get, what you put in is what you get back. There's no ups without downs. There's no downs without ups. You reap what you sow, as they tell you in scripture. And that is under everything. What you put in is what you get out. If you stay a good dude and you do what you what you're supposed to do and you don't break no laws which is a transgression in your relationship you should be able to get some great things developing within this relationship that you're in but if you're lying and cheating and you're sneaking and you're doing different things what you expect to get what you expect to get back you can't get back you can't get back good if you ain't putting how, how can you really expect your bank account to change unless you put something in it? unless you do something to add to that account. No, right. So that's the that's the pendulum swing, and that's why when you get that book and you start reading these things and you start applying, like, damn, this is what it is, because that's universal law. It can't be broke. And there's consequences when you break the law, like the law of gravity. If I jump out a window, I got to still gotta, hit the ground. You're right. And, and just because a baby don't understand that, that principle, I mean, right. that baby hit, it's not going to stop Probably. working. It's not going to freeze the baby in midair and stop it from hitting the ground. It's going to hit the ground and possibly die. And so that's the that's the whole element is that once you get into that and you start applying these things to your life, 
your eyes become a lot, you know, things become a lot clearer. Your eyes open, you know, you're no longer fooled by what you're being told, you know, and that's the whole key to repelling any culture vulture or anybody trying to take advantage of you. You know, the culture vulture word is a cute word, but at the same time, it's about self-progression. It's about adding to yourself. You know, you got to get selfish. If you're not selfish, you know, even in a relationship with a young lady, she can tell you this. She, she, I mean, right there, God gave her everything. A woman is woman is God to a child on earth, but the woman, a woman, God gave her everything. She can produce something without you. Mm. Understand that. Mm. So what you got to understand with her, she'll tell you, hey, when a man is on his purpose, when a man is about him, about himself, she might, you know, not that unenlightened selfishness. When a man is about his purpose, oh, that's the most attractive thing that a woman can see. When a man is doing what he loves to do, she tell me all the time. Brother, when a man, when a woman, yo, when a woman sees a man doing what he wants to do in the midst of whatever else is going on, paying his bills, and he, she sees him working diligently on himself and trying to become better and to develop something. Oh man, she's game. She wants to help you. She wants to work with you. And this is what the principle, of, the feminine principle, is. She doesn't reject it. So the subconscious mind doesn't reject that even more within ourselves. Whatever you give her, whatever you believe, she's gonna believe it back. Mm-hmm. That's why under the law, that's why under mathematics, the woman is symbolic to the moon and the man is the sun. Mm-hmm. And what does the moon do? The moon reflects the sun. Whatever you give her, she's gonna give it back. That's why she could be a mean mother when you're being a mean brother. You know what I'm saying? And you're not and you breaking the law and you lying and you cheating, you doing certain things, you're going behind her back. You know what I'm saying? That's why you have to be careful on how you deal, not only first and foremost with yourself. Because when you understand yourself, then you can have a better relationship with your opposite sex. You can't have a real good relationship with the opposite sex until you first learn yourself and you learn the masculine feminine principle within yourself, which is the real relationship. That's the real relationship. The real relationship with yourself is the key to relationships. Man, it's just, and I, the, the reason I love this talk and this episode so much is because we get a lot of listeners and a lot of them are, are young, under 30. Absolutely. So this Absolutely. is like, gonna be big time game for them to take yeah. and take heed to and apply it to their life I feel like because I'm a de- I know I, I'm gonna definitely take take away from this uh conversation and apply it to my life absolutely so I feel like so absolutely, many people man. gonna be hear this and be like damn I needed to hear yeah. this conversation because a lot of us ain't well, got OGs I, in our life well, I don't have that information man but yeah. I learned from messing up so many times you know what I'm saying I messed up a lot and so I messed up enough to know and observe what I was going through to bring it forth into a better understanding of information that I can, you know, turn into wisdom. And wisdom is action. You know, knowledge and wisdom is the most important. You know, that's the input. Mm. And then the output is your actions, which is wisdom. You know, so you can't make you can't make better moves until you start adding better information to yourself and start making better decisions. You know, that's mm-hmm. the that's the most important. Input input always equals output, no matter how you cut it. Always equals alcohol. I love culture vultures. When you make a book based off of all this, I'll be ready for it. (laughs) Oh no, absolutely. That's what I'm working on now. I'm working on two two books at the same time. I got a kids book called uh, "My Barber's Hand Stink." It's about hygiene, and then I have the hip hop motivation book that um, I'm working on as we speak. I was just doing. I was just working on that just a minute ago. You know, so I can't wait for it. I can't. I can't wait for that, man. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for yeah, that. Yeah. Are you going to um, do that book in an audio form as well? Or are you going to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always keep, always keep that going. The tradition of how hip-hop motivation was started, you know, with my first project, Thinking Ball Out, because 
Um, the only reason I recorded it because I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know what it took to mm. actually put a book together. I didn't know about a copy editor. I didn't know that I was supposed to get somebody to lay out the book, which is a graphic artist. And I didn't know all these things, you know, mm-hmm. and I learned these things through doing, through doing culture vultures book. But um, because I didn't know how to write a book and I didn't understand the, the principles behind putting together uh, a manuscript, I just decided to record it. And I recorded it with a guy named Henny the Business who did all the girls around the world for Young Money. He did Strip for Chris Brown. Um, mm. He did Follow My Lead for 50 Cent. You know, you can look it up. Mm. You know, he's pretty pretty thorough in the music business. His name is uh, Justin Henderson, Jay Hen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was managing him at the time. I got him... Uh, I got him connected with G Unit back in the day, which is how he did follow my lead as well as other stuff for them. He did Piano Man for G Unit, okay. and uh, we recorded it, man. We put music behind it, and we made it more like old school radio, like how they used to have the TV before they had televisions. How you listen to your entertainment, and that's how Thinking Ball Out comes off. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 just different principles. It's a law of attraction from a hip hop perspective. It's a it's an audio play. Mm, okay. Damn, man. So you got so many dope yeah. things going on. And we going to get ready to wrap up because I know you, you you busy and I don't want to, you know, we could, we could be talking oh, about this all it. night. And yeah. I don't want to. Absolutely. Nah, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Nah, <laughs> no rush. But, yeah. yeah, but I appreciate, I appreciate y'all like even taking the time to reach out to me. Um, you know, like right now, I'm just going through a transition stage, mm-hmm. you know, with everything I've been doing with hip hop motivation, actually concentrating more on. Uh, developing myself as a speaker even more than I've already done, mm-hmm. getting out here, reaching people, talking to the people, and uh, developing these projects for people to take on with them. You know, and um, got some more movie stuff coming up, and uh, just been just 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 the blessing of just being able to uh, connect with people. Right. You know, because that's my main aim is that you know I like connecting with people, getting different perspectives, seeing people do their thing, and helping as much as I can humanly possible. Right. You know, that's, that's that's important to me. I feel that, man. If it's and if it's anything you uh ever need or anything, feel free to reach out to us. We down with whatever, Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Nah, we we good, man. I, I really appreciate this, man, because you know you took the time and y'all, you know, you've been following the movement, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I just you know I appreciate you even giving me your eyes and ears that you guys <laughs> mm-hmm. are developing and your mm-hmm. movement, your mm-hmm. clientele, yeah, right, right. getting connected to what I'm doing. So yeah. It's dope, man. Yeah, definitely, man. And for the people who who don't know, or they wanna they wanna reach out to you or get any books or uh, the movies, like where can they find you? Or get out this information. Well, they can follow me on Instagram. I'm more I'm more active on Instagram than anything else. Um, okay. Hip underscore hop underscore motivator. That's hip underscore hop underscore motivator. And then uh, they can hit me up. Uh, send me an email or anything. They have any questions? I send links out uh, at ballin info at gmail.com that's b-a-l-l-i-n info i-n-f-o at gmail.com and if you want to get the movie a dvd of the movie uh you want to get some bump assassin i got a skin astringent that i've been having for over 15 years um you can go to www.hiphopmotivation.bigcartel pick up the items there um and the audiobook as well the secret of all um audiobook which is the soundtrack to the movie that's uh, myself and a guy named frost uh, who produced the music up under those uh, tracks that you hear me uh, up under up under the, the verbiage that you hear me spit? Okay, okay, yeah, That's super dope, man. Uh, I just want to say Absolutely. we appreciate you coming Thank on, you man. So much. Thank you so much for real, hey, for real, like seriously. Thank we're you. gonna Thank you both. We're gonna we're gonna have to do this again sometime. And I'm gonna uh, absolutely anytime, man. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, yeah well, I'm gonna be keeping yeah. in touch with you too, man. I appreciate no, that. Absolutely, man. Nah, no, thank you, man. So just let me know when you put it up, or just send me a link to the audio, man. And um, 
you know, or I don't know if you're recording it or not, but yeah. how do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, you record it? You yeah. record it also? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Send me, send me the recording too, man. Uh, you know, I'll flip it up on my, my final cut, mm-hmm. try to cut up some pieces and edit it up. You know, I always do that for people that interview. So, okay, yeah. Because yeah, I appreciate it, definitely. Definitely, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Nice meeting y'all. Nice you know meeting. Face to face. Yeah, let's stay in tune, man, and stay in contact. Definitely, definitely. definitely. I got your info All now, right. so I'm going to be hitting you up. Uh, absolutely, yeah. man. Peace to both of y'all. Peace Thank to you, bro. You. Yes, sir. All right, take care. All right, you, you too. All right, guys. So that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with uh, Kenyatta Griggs, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Motivator. Now, that was a super, super dope episode. I know me personally, I took a whole lot of game, a whole lot of gems from that that I'm going to apply to my life, and I hope that y'all can do the same. And uh, and wrapping up, as you guys already know, for people who don't know, my Instagram is Xavier C. Miller. My Snapchat, Xavier Miller 312 even though I'm not on there as much, but you can find me on there. You know, I might get on there a little bit more now. My Twitter is XEM Park Hill, Facebook, Xavier Miller, and Deanna's going to let you know her info. And you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter, Deanna S. Kent. And um, if you haven't subscribed to the Millionaire Mindsets daily text subscription, you could do that by texting at M Mindsets to 81010. Again, it's at M Mindsets to 81010. Don't forget the at sign. You know, it's another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. I am still your part. <laughs> you good, you good, man. But, but no, don't, don't, don't forget to... Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe, like, subscribe and rate and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. And that's pretty much all we got for y'all. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. A whole lot of shit on the way. On the way.